the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Welcome aboard. Forecast calling for clouds uh, the rest of the afternoon. May get some sunshine uh, evening, as it were, a little later on, but a few showers uh, likely. Maybe a couple thunder showers too. In the next few hours, uh, there's a flash flood warning, I think it is, Joe. Warning? Yeah, for Chester and Delaware counties till later on tonight. So be careful. 88 the high, and then we get down to about 72 tonight. Tomorrow, right through the weekend, lots of sun, maybe a few clouds. Generally rain-free, uh, high near 100 each day. Wow. Phils and Dodgers going at it this afternoon at the ballpark. After eight innings, I think it's a 7-5 Phils lead. So that's wrapping up. Last night, Phils lost 7-2, went to the game after the show yesterday, and the rain hit really hard. I think it was in the third inning, right at 8 o'clock. And uh, it did not resume again until 10:37. That's a two-hour and 37-minute rain delay, which, if we're keeping score, is long enough to fit another entire game in. <laughs> Did you watch a game last night, Joe? Uh, yes, I watched, uh, I watched it until the rain delay, and, uh, and I kept coming back and kept coming back, and I'm thinking, it's not really raining where I am, and I'm only in suburban Philadelphia. Yeah, but... it, was, it was coming down like crazy. Wow. And... They uh, eventually got it in, and what was ironic is the Phillies didn't have any hits before. It's no big deal. It's the first couple innings. Yeah. And then there's a two-hour, 37 minutes, and then they didn't have any hits for a little bit afterwards. So they managed to get their first hit exactly five hours after the first pitch. They got their first <laughs> hit. The first hit of the night for the Phillies was at 12.07 a.m. Oh, wow. And, yes, I was there. I was there all the way to the end. I almost didn't stay, but I did. Because I was trying to connect with Clayton Kershaw, one of the right. best pitchers in baseball. Exactly. Managed to talk to him, yeah. but the game didn't get done till I don't know, 2, two o'clock or whatever. They're all trying to get out of there because they had to play sure. this afternoon. Sure. So I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to interview him tonight. I, maybe I can introduce Make myself. Make a connection. Yeah. So that did happen. Super busy guys, you can imagine. But he said, email my foundation. He does uh, a lot of relief work in four countries. Mm. And, or, uh, well, Sorry, America, two places. It's, it's Dallas, where he's from, and Los Angeles, where he, he you know makes his living now. And I think it's uh, in Africa and, I forget, the Dominican Republic, too. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to talk about that when we talk with him, talk about his craft. He's an incredible pitcher, talk about his faith and all that and family stuff. So hopefully at some point. But this is the only time the Dodgers are in town all year. So that was last night. I'm like, I got to stay. Did manage to talk to Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager. Yes, you did. <sighs> and uh, just for a second, again, because he talked to reporters – after he left his office, I just edged back to his desk real quick because I wanted to uh, – I, I knew he wouldn't want to talk for long, if at all. But he was willing. He didn't know me at all. But uh, I was glad he did. I just asked him simply how his 
uh, faith and its craft overlap because he's the manager of the Dodgers. It's a huge franchise. They've been in the World Series with the last two years. Yeah. I think they've lost both times. So I'm trying to remember. And uh, I think he, he made the, he won the World Series as a player. So this is what he had to say. This is Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, who are currently playing the Phillies this afternoon. Um, I, I just think ultimately the, the bottom line is just with my faith that um, I know how um, it ends. You know, we win. I win as a believer in Christ. So um, I think with the pressures of the job, um, it doesn't take away from my compete, my, my will or desire to win. Um, but I know that... Uh, you know, after all the dust settles with my job, you know, faith and family come first. That's Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers. I liked how he put it. He says, I know how the story ends. There you go. We win. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so that said, we have a fun show lined up today. Uh, Joe, you know. I do. Uh, <laughs> I think you do. You know Liz, right? Good old. Oh, oh, Liz is one of the great voices I've worked with for the last uh, I started working with Liz in 87, 1987. 32 years ago. Before she was married. Wow. Well, Liz Durning is her name, and her mm-hmm. husband's John, and they're in studio. Uh, she was here a few weeks back, I don't know, a month or two ago, doing some voice work for WFIL. Yep. And I knew her a long time ago when I used to work at the stations, but I hadn't seen her in 10, 15 years. So we were just talking a little bit, and as we did, she was talking about the karate studio she and her husband own. Yes, it's very interesting because when you think karate, you think, you know, the physicality of it, perhaps. Yes, the moves yes. and all that. Wah, whatever. Right. Breaking wood. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, as Liz was talking, it was very natural. She's been doing this for a long time, just gushing information. And the mm-hmm. stuff she was saying, I'm like, that's really smart. That makes a lot of sense. Talking more about things like how do you prevent even being in the situation where you need to use karate? Like defusing something before or avoiding situations. How can you be wise before you find yourself yeah. in a situation. See it coming. Right. So uh, we're going to be talking with uh, both Liz and John about that. And uh, also we'll have some more stuff to hand out. Also, speaking of stuff to hand out, Mercy Me is going to be in concert Saturday the 17th of August at the Dell Music Center in Philly with Jordan Felice. And we're going to have tickets for that starting tomorrow. So be ready for your opportunity to win that. But we'll take a first break here, and then we'll come back and welcome aboard our guests, uh, John and Liz Durning. We'll learn something, not just about karate, hopefully they will demonstrate on me, but uh, we'll learn some good info that will be uh, helpful for you. I'm, I'm eager to dig in further than even the conversation Liz and I had off mic a few weeks back. It's all happening today on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. 411, Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. I have a couple of special guests in studio. You may recognize one of the voices. Liz, hello. Hello. And John, hola. How you doing? (laughs) Good. Good to have you in. Uh, Liz has been, how many years have you been doing a little voice work with WFIL? 20 some. Wow. I believe. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have a, a pleasant female voice doing doing that for the radio station. We like having you around. I like being here. Yeah. And <laughs> I knew you from a long time ago, but I was uh, left the stations in 2004. Just came back last year, so it's now I get a chance to reconnect a little bit. 
And you were here the, not too long ago doing some voice work, and they were talking about you, your husband, and some of the work you do. And it's on a number of topics we'd love to get into. Today, definitely wanted to focus on uh, pink karate and uh, some self-defense stuff that you both have been doing for for many years. So we could start off, talk a little bit about the, the, the birth of pink karate, which is the website's P-I-N-K-A-R-E-T-E. 1K. 1K. Yes. Okay. And our slogan is pretty powerful. Yes. I started training in karate when I was about 23 years old. And Just two uh, years then. Yeah, I know. I started when I was three <laughs> and met my husband through training in karate, and we opened up a karate studio. I was a volunteer rape counselor at the time, basically trying to learn how attacks happen. So if I was training, were training a girl who had been attacked, I'd understand more her situation. Okay. So uh, most of our students were guys, and I had just gotten so fed up with listening to stories of girls and women being attacked yeah. and not having any knowledge, and not because of their own fault. It's that it was never taught to them. Right, right. So that's where I thought it has to be has to be more palatable for females to want to do karate and not be that male dominated. You know, I'm going to get hurt. Right, I'm going to, I'm going to knock somebody around. I don't want to, I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> not want to get yelled at. So I thought, well, where can I do reach girls? Yeah. You know, where are they, are they already? And I thought, well, let's see. Girls love ballet, and girls love the color pink. Yeah. And I thought, wow. What if I like dyed the uniform pink? And what if I went and like put it in like a ballet studio? So that's exactly what I did. I approached a ballet studio and I told them my idea. And I said, hey, if you have an empty room you're not using, then just let me try this project and see if it worked. And we, we started it in September of so many years ago, 15 years ago. And that the first time they w- were lined up outside, I was shocked. Wow. How did the word get out about it that fast? Well, I mean- they – the ballet studio did put out, you know, some flyers, just did some advertising. And just the concept yes. took took a root real quick. Yes, because there were no there were no pink uniforms. <laughs> right. So But before that, how long had you both been doing karate in general? Like had you been doing instruction uh, at, at your own studio? Well, or we did both you? started training in nineteen eighty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so, I started so, training before he did, actually. Okay. <laughs> because my brother was an instructor at the studio we went to. And I also just have to put this in that you, I used to beat him up. I was just about to ask yeah. you yes. who wins. loves to tell people. Because I trained <laughs> – I tr- started training before he did and I started sparring before he did. So – Right. Yeah. But now you love each other so much. <laughs> right. it's just, no, we, uh, we, we don't spar each other. No, right. no. <laughs> but so you had been doing Thir- – 33 uh, years. The two combined? No, no, no. no. We – before we, Pink Karate, you both... No, been, before Pink Karate... That's 18 years, maybe? maybe. That's a long... I know, yeah. 15, say 15. Okay. We're chatting with uh, John and Liz uh, Durning. They uh, are, I guess, technically owners of Pink Karate, right? Pink Karate. So it's P-I-N-K-A-R-A-T-E.com. PinkKarate.com. So talk about, besides, the, obviously, the, the pink... Uh, Gees or uniforms. The, yeah, uniforms. What's it called? A gi. Gi. Like butter? G-H-E-E? No, G-I. G-I. <laughs> <laughs> we have gi. Have you ever had gi? Yeah. That, like butter? It's like a clarified no. butter. Yeah, it's like a have special. I? I don't think so. No. We have it for our daughter. We have all this extra special stuff. Uh, we have a daughter who's disabled. Okay. And a lot of the stuff we have is like organically everything. Mm. And so anyway, rather than just butter off the shelf, it's gi. Ah. Uh, but anyhow, so pink gis, G-I's, and... Um, 
describe the environment and then what you what you're about teaching though because you're more than how are how are girls different and to what to extent are they different from boys as far as what they're there to learn and uh my husband and i john and i teach the same style okay we teach american kenpo karate okay so uh sometimes people think oh pink karate it's just going to be girls and same little punches and little kicks and running and things but that same i teach we teach the same program i just add i add in a little more with depending on the age young girls a little more female friendly so what are the classes like as far as the combination of, I guess, instruction and talking. Like- well, with the, with the little girls, they can only do so much physically. Right, right. So just learning the kicks and blocks and punches is a lot. But they're not going to be able to perform those kicks and blocks and punches day one when they walk out and defend themselves. So that's fun. Well, it's fun to teach and for them to learn those moves. Um, what I think is really important is teaching them about safety in general. Yeah, Because sure. that's what's going to save them. And help them to avoid a situation is teach awareness training, uh, teach how to set boundaries with their voice and their body language, knowing the tricks that we call them tricky people. We don't call them strangers because strangers are just just someone you don't know. Yes. And so we call them tricky right. people. And <laughs> right. That's great. So we teach the lures that tricky people might use to trick kids and we teach them how to stand up for themselves and take four steps back, put their hands up, say stop, no, back off and – yeah. And run. So in the beginning, when uh, the girls come to me, part of their class is like safety circle. We sit down and we talk about, um, oh, have you ever been lost? And girls love to talk. We could do a whole class and just sitting around in a circle and then raising uh, their hands and said, I was lost. And oh, this one time, this guy stopped and things. So, yes. I mean, I had no idea that th- these girls just, they are thirsty to talk about this, about safety and not like in a scary way, but they're. Yeah. Sharing their stories and me being able to tell them how uh, they could be safer the next time or that they could help a friend. So maybe if their friend doesn't want to take pink karate, but they're helping themselves and they could help a friend yeah. by saving them. Liz and John Durning uh, in studio talking about pink karate, karate in general, safety. Looking forward to continuing our chat in a second. Also want to let you know we, as usual, have gift cards to hand out for uh, Duncan, Rita's, and Wawa. Today we're going to do it by email. Changing the method up. If you want to get in the mix, just send me a quick email. Your first and last name, where you're from, to Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Fair enough. Sometime this hour, we'll draw at least one winner, maybe two or three, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. And if you do have a second, throw in there which you prefer, Duncan, Reedus, or Wawa. We can always square that away later if need be. One more time, your first and last name and where you're from to Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, W-F-I-L dot com. Back with more in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 W-F-I-L, W-F-I-L dot com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 W-F-I-L and at W-F-I-L.com. Our podcast continues. 422 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Our special guest today in studio, John and Liz Durning. Pink Karate is their studio, and they, um, uh, Liz has done voice work for WFIL for a lot of years. And about a month or two ago, she was in just doing some stuff, and we got to talking because I hadn't seen her in many years. And um, she was just saying some things that were very interesting. And one of the things Liz said had to do with avoiding problems. And let's say you're 
at a you know Chuck E. Cheese, and and there's lots of kids, and sometimes there's a little crying going on, a little complaining, like, and um, and how that can be mistaken. I mean, not that, maybe that's what it is, but maybe it's something else. Maybe something's happening. I mean, they have their checkpoint there, but you never know. Perhaps the child's being taken out or whatever. And um, and so Liz had something to say about being very specific and teaching your kids what to say. Don't just cry. If someone were to be taking you, unfortunately, you have to be very, very specific. Maybe you could, you know, how to how to alert the people who are around that something's going on that shouldn't be going on. So maybe you could elaborate on that a little bit. Sure. Uh, what we teach the children to do is to tell what we call support people, which is anybody within earshot. Yes. Exactly what the situation is. Help. Stop. I don't know him. He's not my father. Help me. You. And point to the person. Call 911. I don't know him. He's not my father. As yeah. opposed to just, you know, misbehaving, kind of crying, trying, or... to, you know, crying, trying to get down. Because people just passing by and spectators, when they see a child acting that way, they just think, oh, well, he didn't want to leave Chuck E. Cheese or he didn't want to leave right. the toy store and he's being a brat. And that's what everybody will automatically think unless they are told differently. Yeah. So, but th- right. for the child to know that they need to s- say what is going on, help. I don't know this person. That's he's the, not my father. That those two phrases when Liz said that the last time you're here, that phrase he's not my father or similarly if a if a man and a woman like a, a man and an adult woman and uh, like you're wondering and and he's dragging her out the store you think they're but, having but a dispute. People don't want to get involved in domestic right situations. But if she says I don't know him. Right. That's vastly different than yelling can, at him. You know, pick up their phone and call 911. Right. And you said just now too and I think Liz mentioned it before and this is where the training comes in, right? Uh, to be mindful of this, to actually point to somebody or say, you do this rather Absolutely. than. And, and that right? comes right out of CPR training. You right. know, in CPR, you need to tell somebody to call 911 to get the uh, EMPs there as fast as possible yeah. because the person's having a heart attack or a stroke. The sooner care gets there, right. the healthier they're going to be. Well, the, the first thing they do is they survey the scene for danger, and then they pick somebody and say, call 911 and, and come back. And point to them. And point to them. Because people will get into a mob, you know, kind of a... Mentality. Just watching, observing. Yeah, oh, wow. I wonder who's going to call 911. Yeah. Huh, I'm waiting. I, I've no. never done that before. I don't know. How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, 911. <laughs> But seriously, I could see how people would kind of like, well, you go first. No, you go first. Right. So that's the kind of stuff I found fascinating. Again, when Liz was here the other uh, you know, a couple months back and doing some voice work for the radio station, and she just – these things rolled off really quickly. You could tell you've done them many times where these are things like how do you think through the situation similarly helping teach these girls how do you, you know, avoid the problem long before it happens. So as much as you're teaching the techniques, right, you're, you're as much teaching them wisdom – Right. But by the time you get to where a physical solution is necessary, you've already like made for right. blunders that got you into that situation in the first place. Right. If you are aware, and unfortunately today, I see people walking down the street all the time with their head down, looking at their cell phone, completely oblivious to their surroundings. And if you're looking down at your cell phone, somebody can walk right up to you, and you're not even going to know, know who it. it was. You know, so... Pay attention to where you're going, what's around you, uh, where the potential dangers are. Yeah. And look ahead. I mean, there, there are, are just so many uh, examples of people who end up uh, victimized because 
they're not using their awareness training. Like a woman going down a jogging trail with headphones on has disabled right. the single sense that's most likely to save her, her hearing. She can't hear anything but what's in her earphones. Somebody could be right behind her. She's not going to know it. Right. See? Right. So, so just things, things like that. You know, so j- just wear your earphone in one ear. I mean, you're not going to get stereo sound, but <laughs> at least you'll be able right. to hear footsteps coming up behind you with your other ear. So yeah. And these are very simple, very important things. And now, while children being abducted is not nearly as large scale a thing, m- most children that get abducted get abducted by a parent. But there are plenty of situations where. Uh, someone will grab a child in a department store and just start walking off with them. Sure. You know, where the child will then suffer adrenal freeze and sure. be too scared to say anything because they don't know what to say. Well, so, especially if you've never been in this circumstance before. Absolutely. This is like first time. Hopefully it never right. happens. But. Right. but you don't want the first time you're in a situation to be with a real bad guy in a real situation. Right. You want to practice it first because <laughs> right. you're – once you practice it, you're forming a plan. See, when there's a fire drill at school, you don't have people jumping out windows and screaming. Everybody gets in line. They walk along the wall. They get outside to their designated spot, and they go, is this a drill or is it a real fire? Is the fire coming here? You right, know? right. But everybody got out safe because everybody followed the plan. This is what you guys both Absolutely. do is, is as much thinking through so you can obviously have wisdom beforehand. And it makes a ton of sense. Are uh, you listening to the Tim DeMoss Show? It's AM 560 WFIL. WFIL.com, John and Liz Durning um, with Pink Karate, uh, which is based in... Wayne, Pennsylvania. Okay, so not far from here. Uh, P-I-N-K-A-R-A-T-E. So the word pink and then arati.com. You can find out more about what they do. The classes that you teach... So you're teaching the, the skills, the physical skills, and teaching the situational skills in a way of thinking. When people come for the classes, what's their... Is there an average entry? People start when they're young, and is it too late to start when you're Never. a teenager or whatever? <laughs> We've had, uh, what, we started when, at, what, 23, I guess? Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. we had how, – how was the oldest student we've had? 70, the grandmother. 75? Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. And when we teach our, our self-defense seminars, anybody, any age, any physical limitations, which okay. is interesting. I had taught um, a girl who was blind. That yeah. seems like a natural yeah. reason, yes. definitely. Yep. Yeah. And um, we had one woman who was paralyzed on her uh, one arm. And she – I never saw anybody just beat John up <laughs> <laughs> with that other hand. And, and we have to explain knee. that John is wearing a suit. <laughs> I am yes. wearing a padded suit. Yes. When that happens. But so uh, before – maybe we can segue to that self-defense part. But on the, on the karate part, is it a season like you go for a month, a month, two months, three months? Is it like baseball season I know is generally – April to June or whatever. Yeah. What's it like for? Karate? Well, normally we, we run sessions, so okay. we'll run a 16 week fall session. Fall is usually like the beginning of the year, just like a school year. Okay. So we'll run a 16 week session in the fall, then run a 16 week session in the winter, and then run like two smaller eight week sessions for the spring and summer because okay. people are on vacation. And, and just some people that that's their thing. And, they're and yeah, all the way through, uh, and some you know, will do one. Uh, we another. have students who stay with us for years. Uh, okay. To go from a white belt to a black belt usually takes about four years. We have s- students who play other sports as well, and right. you know they'll they'll come in, and then other people have you know summer homes, so they're away. You know they're down the shore for the right. whole summer, so they train from September through uh, May, 
and then you don't see them during the summer, and then they're back in September when and school And they can just starts. re-enter wherever. And they, they just jump right back in. Wherever they were. Mm-hmm. John and Liz Durning, our guests, uh, owners of Pink Karate, pinkkarate.com, so I can find out more about them. Uh, also, just to let you know, as we're uh, you know, hours moving along here, we're continuing to hand out gift cards for Duncan, Rita's, and Wawa, courtesy of Brian and Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Shoot a quick email. That's our method today. To Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. All I need is your first and last name and where you're from, and we'll put you in the hat for one of those gift cards. Back with more in just a moment on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. We are looking forward to having the drummer for Creedence Clearwater Revisited. You may know as Creedence Clearwater Revival back in the day originally, and then the uh, drummer Doug Clifford in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, Stu Cook, the bass player, they formed Creedence Clearwater Revisited. Looking forward to having uh, Doug on the program in the near future. We have several other guests we're working on, in fact, a dozen or so. Stop the rain forecast for today. Well, we know who'll stop the rain when he's ready to stop the rain. That would be God, right? We have uh, rain heavy times in the next few hours and then going down to about 72 tonight. There is a flash flood warning in effect for Chester and Delaware counties. So please be careful. Uh, then tomorrow and right through the weekend, good deal of sunshine, high near 100 each day. Wow. How about that? Sports, the Phillies. Uh, won this afternoon, 7-6 over the Dodgers. I was at the ballpark last night and talked with the manager for the Dodgers, Dave Roberts. He's a believer, and I simply had time to ask him one question. <laughs> the game went to like 2 in the morning or whatever, and they had a game at 12.30 today. So uh, he was gracious enough even to take 30 seconds. But I simply asked him, you know, he's been to the World Series and uh, as a player, as a manager, and just asked him how his faith in the Lord and his craft uh, intersect and how they come into play. Um, I, I just think ultimately the, the bottom line is just with my faith that um, I know how um, it ends. You know, we win. I win as a believer in Christ. So um, I think with the pressures of the job, um, it doesn't take away from my compete, my my will or desire to win. Um, but I know that uh, you know after all the, the dust settles with my job. You know, faith and family come first. That's Dave Roberts, manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, who were in town this week and split uh, two games apiece with the Phillies. In studio, our guest, uh, special guest, Liz Durning. Liz does a lot of voice work for WFIL. She was in the uh, studio a month or two ago, and we hadn't seen each other for a long time. Was talking with her, catching up, and started, started sharing about their pink, uh, pink karate studio. Karate studio, her husband, John, also. And you know, so we've been talking thus far this hour about karate, also about awareness and keeping, you know, that's a big part of it is avoiding the problem in the first place. But um, you also had added something else to the repertoire, right? It was called Fast it's Defense. It's called Fast Defense, yeah. Okay. And we started that uh, in about 2002, maybe 2001, 2002, when we opened our school in Ardmore. Okay. And uh, it's, an, it's an international program. It's not something that we made up. But something you've added. Yes, right. that Fast Defense is an international program you have to be certified in. Okay. To teach it, so you heard you heard about it. I remember you, you, we, were, we were talking before we ho- uh, hopped on the air here that you heard about it. And what was your initial reaction? I mean, because you probably you've been doing this your most of your lives, so right. you hear of things, and maybe you're like, 
continuing like anybody. Well, that was like really the early days of the internet. So it was really hard to learn about what was going on prior to that. There was okay. a magazine called Black Belt Magazine that we would get that, you know, would kind of have different takes on things and yeah. different, you know, like Shotokan versus jujitsu, which one's better? You know, yeah. like that kind of thing. And right. But uh, along with that, there would be ads for mats and equipment. And uh, and I, I saw an article uh, on this man, Bill Kipp, who was doing uh, fast defense. And priorly, he had done a thing called model mugging. And, uh, you know, I saw the bullet man suit. It's called a bullet man suit okay. at the time. And and I'm like, well, this is this takes it out of the realm of what if and puts it in the realm of an actual fight because now you can actually hit the person and not have to control it. You know, karate is all control, control, control. You can hit heavy bags, you can hit equipment, but you just can't haul off on your partner because then no one wants to be your partner anymore (laughs) uh, when you're doing techniques. So what ended up happening is I started to read up on it and I really liked uh, what I was reading and I saw that, you know, you could fly him out and he would certify you in it you could buy a bullet man suit and get fitted up for it because it's a custom-made suit and uh when i first brought it up to liz she was a little iffy on whether or not we should do it but i felt that this was like the the next step yeah the well, missing link well, well part of it is also you've been at that point you've been doing the karate for 20 years so to think that this guy would have something whoop-de-doo that he could teach you in a weekend well so i, I called i called him up and uh you know, he was very, you know, happy to talk to me. Uh, but when we got to talking, he uh, said, well, you're not one of those karate bleeps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, and and I said, karate bleep? And he goes, yeah, the, the people who think they know it all and have nothing, you know, nothing, to no learn. one else has anything else to offer. Interesting. And I'm like, not at all. I'm, I'm, I want to learn everything. Well, this you know, maybe, but I'm, no. I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I've trained in karate, boxing, kickboxing, jujitsu, Krav Maga, yeah. you know, uh, Bondo. I, I've trained in a whole bunch of different things. Right. And I'm all, always looking for a new way that might be better than what I already know or just something to supplement my core training. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why anybody would be of the opinion that, you know, I know everything there is. And if I don't know it, it's not worth knowing. Yeah. You know, right. 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 So, uh, so we flew Bill out and he certified us and trained us. What did you think? I mean, well, this was the star of the show, of course. Yeah. So after uh, we got certified, she was a hundred percent on board. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. John and Liz Durning are with us. They have uh, Pink Karate. Is, is that the name of the business or no? Well, that's the name of my program. Okay. And John, just so people don't think they can I – mean, I don't think guys want to go to Pink Karate. But so so his is, is Durning Karate. Okay. Durning. Yeah, so Do it is two kind of a separate but equal. Yeah. And the office is in the, it's the same It's in the same building. Space. Yeah, we have okay. our own. Yeah, if, if, if someone – Google's Durnin Karate. So, and the spell it D isn't David or D isn't most. U R N I N G. Durning is the last name. So, Durning Karate and Pink Karate is your, Liz, your version, I guess. It's a brand. Brand of mm-hmm. it. Okay. So, that's, you've been doing that karate for 30 years, the Pink Karate for 15, 15 16 years. And, um, but then the Fast uh, Defense, which was, which came in, as you mentioned, maybe, halfway through your journey with karate and what you've been doing all these years, how did that 
either add, supplement to, or greatly alter what you were doing prior? Well, the the first thing we did was adult fast defense courses. And what we found was, oddly, people who had no training at all did just as well as a trained martial artist in their really? first two or three bullet man fights. And it took it took about three to five fights on on the bullet man before they could bring their training into play. Into play. Interesting. See, there, there's a learning curve there that it doesn't. I mean, you, you your body knows the moves, you mentally know the moves, but being able to do it under adrenal stress when it's second by second, you know, actual right. combat. Right. You know, that's. I mean, that's why you know the the Marine Corps has basic training, right? Because right. because you can't just say, well, here's two days worth of training, go go do it. Right. It, they would fail. And the what's it called? Bullet. Bullet Man. Bullet Man. And maybe you should paint a picture okay, of what um, Bullet uh, Man is like. It's a football helmet with uh, two and a half inches of high-density foam covered in duct tape with big red eyes <laughs> and uh, shoulder pads and a chest plate and groin protector and knee and shin guards. Is it a suit technically? It's a suit. As yeah. opposed to so, like, so I, I can take knees to the groin. I can take a knee to the head. I can take elbows. I can take palm strikes. But it's one thing you get in as opposed to I put seven different things. Oh on. no, it's seven things. You- <laughs> okay, it's <laughs> armor. You're, you're, it's yeah, like it's armor. armor. So you put it on piece by piece. Right, and the point of it is so that people can actually take what they've learned and fully go for it, as opposed right, right. to I'm going right. to hit you, but not do all uh, right. Don't hurt me. They, they don't, and and I, I encourage them to go full out. Don't hold that. And what people would find is when they did their bullet man fight that it doesn't feel fake. As mm. far as they're concerned and as far as their brain's concerned, they were just in a, a in, in a real fight and right. they just succeeded. And what are you doing when I mean you're, you're sitting there taking uh, now, it? Now at the beginning it you know we'll start off at a low level so it'll be like a grab. I would grab a wrist and try to drag her like to the door right. or I would put her in a bear hug or I you know, try to pick her up. Right. Or I grab her hair, you know, like a ponytail. Right. You know, and then that would be the start of the fight. And from there, she'd have to defend herself. Okay. Right? And you've done this enough where you uh, know, like, I, 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 where to I've, lean uh, in a little bit, step hun- back a little hun- bit? Well, this, you know, we're trained on how to take the hits in the suit. Right. You know, so, but I, I don't think, I think I'm like, oh, and 10,000 in my, <laughs> in my last 10,000 fights. <laughs> Well, as a part of that, do you try to teach them a little bit about, like, you get them to a point where, like, you, you quote, unquote, won only to, like, to a point where you stop to say, look, this is where you should have done something Yeah, else, every right? once in a while, you'll come up with some Teaching well, moment or something. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll come up with somebody who wants to do something off script. <laughs> and then you remind them, okay. I'm a seventh degree black belt, and I'm letting you hit me. <laughs> so right. I'll take them down, sit on top of them, take, take my helmet off and say, okay, you lost. <laughs> Let's try. This Let's again. try this again. Do <laughs> right. what I tell you. you know. Right. Do I something. don't think I have ever had to do that to a girl. Okay. Boys, you know, you have to men, men uh, some, sometimes. <laughs> well, every once in a while, you know, once they've knocked you down, they want to deliver a coup de gras. Oh, you're and right. Things. So then you just <laughs> right. you you know grab their leg, do a takedown on them. But I mean, in, in a fast defense course, are you is part of it where you're actually you're going to say, look, I'm going to do something, and I want well, you. To th- well. Like, well we go through the the course. We start off teaching them uh, awareness skills and boundary setting. Uh, we teach them how to control distance. We teach them the body position to be in. We teach them how to get in what we call our ready stance. Uh, we teach them how to use your voice. Stop. What do you want? And then yeah. the person will say something. Say, I'm, I'm sorry I can't help you. Or I'm not interested. Or no. Right. 
I mean, if you tell someone, stop, I can't help you, they should go away. Right. So if they don't go away and they pursue the situation, yeah. then you have to escalate it to the next step. And so the next step is what we call using your bad, do- your bad dog voice. Okay. okay. And the, stop. What do you want? I'm not interested. Back off. Back off. Back off. Wow. And escalating. So every time you say back off, your power's building. Yeah. You're getting louder. You're setting your stance. Your hands are up. You're ready to go. And that is also your mental trigger, which gets you mentally into, yeah. oh, my gosh, what's going on? Is this going to get physical? I don't know what to do. Now you know what to do. And you right. follow, follow that. And now that you're physiologically set so that you're not a victim of your uh, adrenaline dump. Or, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> you can control the adrenaline. That makes sense. Plus, on the front end, you're really doing what was hopefully necessary to avoid any All more right. steps. And, and nine times out of ten, uh, awareness skills will prevent you from ending up in a situation. Yeah. Seven out of ten times, you can verbally de-escalate a situation by controlling distance, controlling your voice, controlling your body language. So it's only like three times in a hundred you should ever have to get to the physical. Okay. Wow. That's good stuff. Uh, John Durning and Liz Durning, our guests, uh, we're learning learning some things today. Because yeah, most people, if they hear about karate, they're, they're thinking about the physical side of it and not necessarily or, – or if it's mental, the, the thinking part, it's how do you get positioned to take your opponent down as opposed to how can you – not have to get into a situation at all because hopefully this is training that in a way it's like ins- maybe insurance like you hope you never need it mm-hmm. but if you do absolutely and and not but to keep it sharp enough in your mind that it's not something rusty on the shelf like oh i remember that technique was well, mm-hmm. my left hand or my right well, that, <laughs> right and that's that's one of the things that really brought me to this course as opposed to anything else out there because you'd be teaching yourself like someone would come in to do a self-defense class and you say okay well does has anyone here ever taken a self-defense class before and you know one or two people would raise their hand and I'm like well what did they teach you okay well the guy he grabs you like this <laughs> and then you go like this and then you no wait a minute Okay, it's the other hand. And then you go – well, by the time you've thought through that process, it's too late. You, you don't yeah. have time. It's, it's just like, oh, well, I carry pepper spray. Where is it? At the it's bottom in, of my purse. It's in here somewhere. Well, it's, that is absolutely no good to you. If it's not in your hand with your finger on the trigger – Cap off. It, you, yeah. don't, you don't even waste your time going through your purse trying to fumble for it in a situation because you're not going to have enough time. John and Liz Durning, our guests in the studio, PinkKarate.com is their site. Back with our final segment in just a moment. WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 449, Tim DeMoss with John and Liz, and this stuff is necessary. Unfortunately, the number one most victimized demographic in the United States is girls aged 10 to 12. The second most victimized demographic in the United States is girls aged 13 to 15. Hmm. And the third most victimized demographic is girls 16 to 18. So what does that tell you? Yeah. The most dangerous time for a woman in our country is from the ages of 10 to 18. So why wouldn't you give your daughter the skills to deal with this situation so she doesn't become a statistic? Yeah, it's a a harsh statistic. Um, Before we went on the air, you mentioned something about the first three months. Yeah, yeah, 75% of reported rapes on college campuses happened to freshman girls in the first three months. Away from home. 
access to things they hadn't seen before. Even if they you know, weren't into it, they, that, they're around right, people that's who right. are. Uh, complete freedom, lack of support people because they're in a new place. You know, They don't have their network of friends so anymore. Part, part of what you guys do, whether it's the pink karate part or whether it's the self-defense class that, that happens periodically – uh, say someone's listening and they have a maybe they have a, a daughter who's 15 like I do or 17 and maybe college is not too far off or maybe they have a granddaughter someone yeah well, we'll saying, we teach them how to negotiate the college experience we teach them what's out there and not in a way to scare them just to, if you have someone who's grown up in a suburban situation they don't have street savvy they haven't had to worry quite as much I mean most people in Wayne could fall asleep on their front lawn and no one would, would <laughs> steal them. their wallet, right? <laughs> Whenever you have uh, a city situation, you know, uh, where there are many, many people in a very contained area, then, right. of course, the potential for, for fight, right. it increases. Uh, Same with the big uh, college campus? Absolutely. Or, uh, you have, you know, 40,000 people on a college campus. That's a lot of people concentrated in one area. And fortunately, the vast majority of those people are good people, but not all of them are. Yeah. Part of your point, too, just to reiterate this, uh, and f- folks just tuning in, it's a Tim DeMoss show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com, and John and Liz Durning are with us uh, from, I guess, the Wayne, Pennsylvania is where the, the business is located, PinkKarate.com is the website, also Durning Karate uh, for what John does, although there is a lot of overlap, like you guys can teach each other's classes. Absolutely. You, you know a lot of stuff. But whether someone has had no training or they're, they're, they did it when they were younger and now it's been 10 years since they did it, they can still come back to it, that it's not never really too late for someone to come, even if someone is already in college and they want to theoretically come and take a class maybe in the summer or something just to get that part of them woken up again, right, to get back into uh, it. Oh, absolutely. We right? taught classes for people who are going like a semester abroad. So they're going to be spending smart, right. a, a semester in, in, a, in a foreign country, you know. And one of the most important things to not be a target is to blend in. And a lot of times Americans don't do a really good job of blending. Yeah. So, you know, do a little research on the country you're going to. So when you get there, dress like a native. You know, if, right. you're, if you're wearing a red T-shirt and everyone else is wearing a blue T-shirt, well, you're obvious. You yeah. stand out. So uh, there's a reason why tourists – get targeted right. in, in cities because they're acting like tourists. Right. The predators know, well, uh, this person is out of their element. They don't know what to look out for danger-wise. Right. You know, it's interesting as you both have been talking, um, I'm thinking about the, the whole idea of being prepared. What was it? Was it the – who said be, be prepared? What was it? Was it the Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts, motto. right? <laughs> Boy Scout motto. Well, I'm thinking about that. Um, I've coached softball for a lot of years and baseball for my kids. I was an average athlete, so I made up ground. And as a coach or a manager through studying, anything I could about the, our own players but the other team too. So I've done a scorebook for years. And when we play the, the team for the second time, even within the game, this girl hits the ball to the right center field for some reason. Even though she's a righty, she hits the opposite field. And and I want to teach my daughter and say, who is a very good athlete, my, my one daughter, Tessa, who's, who's played softball to this level – and she's played travel ball. I've said, Tessa, like, you know, I want you to have fun. You don't want to take this game too ser- too seriously, right? It's just a, it is a game. But to the extent that you could know, like, if you could know that this girl almost every time hits the ball over there, why wouldn't you want to pay attention to that so that you can position yourself? Or, I mean, that's why I'll go back games, even if it's a small sample size, and we only have five at-bats to go on, 
four times she pulled the ball down the line. Well, you yep, know what? You better shade to the line. <laughs> and uh, come up to right. Yes. I mean, pro sports do it all the time. You, you well, get a book on the other it. team. And then you constantly are trying to outmaneuver yeah. the opponent. But analytics has become such a huge part of pro sports for that reason because it gives you an edge. So, yeah. you know, if you can get that same type of analytics for the place you're going or where you're going to be or the college experience, and then you know what to look out for, you know, then you'll know, oh, well, I'm going to put on the shift for, yeah, for right. this batter. Right. You know. And maybe you guys, we could wrap up our chat today talking about just the, the tone. If folks wanted to come to the studio, uh, could they even just stop by to have a little chat with you guys Absolutely. in person? And- they can come in, uh, take a class if they would like. They can sit and watch a class. Uh, we'll okay. spend a few minutes talking, whatever they like. Yeah. And then how about the aspect of fun? Because, uh. I mean, at least you got the pink thing going. Which, <laughs> which shows you're thinking about uh, what's it like to be a girl, right? And, and not again, not all girls want like pink or whatever. But talk about just the, the the component of your class that has to do with thinking, you know, as a student, and what what would draw them in. Well, I get a lot of uh, parents who they'll call me up and they'll say, "Well, she's not athletic. She's never done it before, and she's kind of shy." And I went, "That's exactly what I was. Yes. <laughs> I was." deathly shy growing up. I was bullied, picked on. So that's why I really wanted to do karate. I thought that would be, that would make me like a superhero. And it really did. It really, it really changed me from, from being so introverted to now I am in control. So to have them have girls who maybe aren't athletic, I mean, great if you are, but if you aren't athletic, if you've never done it before, if, um, and you don't want to be with boys, yeah. I mean, there's tons of karate studios out there. You can go and uh, and you could take karate, and there could be boys and girls and all, everything. But this is particular, you know, for girls who want that environment. Yeah. And if it'll help them learn how to be safe, then why not? I mean, some people are like, oh, it's like a little gimmick. Well, if if that's what gets the girls who don't want to be in the karate studio right. with the boys and wearing pink and doing more more safety yeah. and and works within whatever their limitations if they're not athletic it doesn't matter i wasn't athletic yeah and so, everything's upbeat and positive yes. and and we keep the class moving and it's a yes. know, they love it it's a blast and <laughs> so and it's american karate so it's not it's like not sensei and bow i mean you right. know we do a little bit of but it's not the traditional breaking boards and it's mutual respect it's not you have to respect me because i'm a fifth degree black belt it's because you treat me the way you want to be treated yeah Right, so mutual respect. Yeah, I'm glad we could talk about this. Some, so maybe we can have you on again because I know you've, you've been doing it for 30 plus years. So to pack 30 years into <laughs> into less than an hour is is is. I know if someone wanted to talk to me about radio for you know, and get, I couldn't do it in one hour. So, but this is a a good start, and it's nice to be able to let people know the options that are available and the classes themselves. If people want to tap into it. They can find out more about the site, pinkkarate.com, P-I-N-K-A-R-A-T-E, one K in the middle, dot com. John, do you have a separate site for the- – uh, I do. It's PSI360.com slash Durning Karate. Okay. Very good. We do podcasts of the show so people can – if they didn't get to write all that down, they can go to our site and uh, and then you know find the, the info there too. So this is good info. It's nice to make your acquaintance further. Liz, I've known you just from afar a little bit. Again, the voice work you do for our radio station, uh, but then to have you in studio now is nice to 
for dig further into what you do with yourself when you're not talking all sweet on the air. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's our privilege. Thanks for having us. We'll have you guys again. John and Liz Durning, WaynePAPinkKarate.com. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.